the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Do really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with our producer, Ed Salzadel, both directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, we have a rather different program. I sat down and talked with David Reeves of David Reeves Ministries about their new Wonder Center, a great addition to creation science and and to the creation work in Dixon, Tennessee. That's just outside of Nashville. Today, what you're going to hear is part of that conversation that I had as a part of their Changing the Narrative podcast program. We're going to talk about the opening rotunda, which is stunning in that beautiful, large creation museum there in Dixon, as well as their dinosaur room, their room with ICR evidence that talks about CET and their literature room. This will be one of three programs that we do promoting the opening of this brand new creation museum in Dixon. All right, Scott, it is great to have you in studio in the Changing the Narrative studio here because you are visiting from Texas right now. Yeah, we certainly are. And as I just told you earlier, this building you have has great bones for what you're trying to do. And I can already see the potential of what you're trying to do, even though with a soft opening, you haven't got everything done yet, but you're well on your way. Yes. Yeah. Well, two days in, of course, there are plenty of things that we want to change, but there's been no catastrophic failures. And no. <laughs> honestly, it's it's going a lot more smoothly than I had anticipated. That's very good. Now, I've seen, and I was taking notes, but I'll work from memory. As you walk in the facility, you have what I'll call the uh, Camarasaur Rotunda with the seven days of creation lined up there. I think that's a great intro. As you go to the right, you first have the archaeology room, which is very interesting. What were y'all's thoughts when you first started and put those things together? You know, when I first, this was a year and probably... Three, a year and four months ago, I'm walking through the building for the very first time. And in the rotunda, I walk in the front door and in the rotunda, I'm like, there's got to be a long neck dinosaur in here with its neck sticking all the way up to the second floor. You know, I could just see it. I could just see it. As I'm walking down the north wing, 
right where Wonders of Paleontology currently is. I'm looking and I'm seeing all of this glass and all of these exhibit halls that are not exhibit halls. They're being used as a classroom or not used at all, you know? And I said, well, wow, if, if we set this up in such a way where the Wonder Center and Science Museum is basically something where anyone can come in, if they're driving down the interstate two miles away, the 55,000 cars that are passing by every single day, those families will come in to see the science museum, to see that Camarasaurus, right? To see the dinosaurs, to see the one million volt testicle, whatever it is. But then they're going to turn around. <laughs> and as soon as they turn around, after they get that photo op with the dinosaur, then they're going to be like, oh, well, what is this? And there's this amazing array of artwork where they start to learn the day one of creation, day two, and dinosaurs. There's a dinosaur on this one. What are you saying? The dinosaurs were created on the same day as man, right? So it's this subtle thing where Again, our video podcast is called Changing the Narrative. We've been spoon-fed this narrative of atheism, this narrative of naturalism, this narrative of eons of time for so long now that it's become sort of this second-place thing that everybody assumes is a fact. Well, we're changing that narrative by using truth, but truth in a subtle way. We're using truth in the form of look at the science, and now let's tell you what science really is and how the Bible had it right all along. I will tell you that your concept 100% works because as I entered today, never seeing this facility before, of course, the first thing you saw was a camera source. But after I took a look at that, went over, took a look at that and turned around, there it was, yeah. the seven days. Yeah. So it worked exactly like you planned it. And it's really fascinating how those type of exhibits, especially like the fossil mock-up, get people's attention. A year ago, we did a set of booze for Genesis Apologetics. Oh, yeah. And Biddle said sent us a mold you've got in your paleontology thing of a Dinosuchus skull. Yes. You know that there was no six-year-old to 18-year-old boy who could go buy that thing without touching it. Yes. <laughs> right. Because it's so massive. Ever, here's the thing, and, and Genesis Apologetics, great friends, uh, Dr. Biddle, you know, has been so gracious in providing exhibits for the museum. This is really a, a collaboration of nearly every creature ministry that exists right here. It's not our museum. It's everyone's museum. We have collaborated with, I think, now over 30 different ministries and organizations, including most of the major ones. Institute for Creation Research have developed and, and produced and installed and donated massive displays. The Genesis Apologetics have the all of these different ministries, right? But what's neat about the Dinosuchus is everybody's seen a crocodile, whether it's a picture of a crocodile or a video mm. on Animal Planet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we know what a crocodile... We have never seen a crocodile this size. Right. And so it's the fact that we know what it's supposed to be, then we're inspired with the size and the grandeur of this massive crocodilian creature. Right. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. <laughs> 
one of the things that impressed me because is how up to date the stuff you're putting into this museum is. When I went into the biology room, which is on the left side as you come in, you have an up-to-date booth or whatever with the Institute of Creation Research stuff that's basically on Randy Galuza's continuous environmental tracking, CT, which is fascinating stuff. But they only got their exhibit up a year ago. That's right. We see the power of keeping everything cutting edge, and we love looking at all different ideas as long as they're supported by biblical principles. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, yes, it's cutting edge information that is just now being developed, and that's what's going in the museum, and that's what we will continue to put in the museum, whether it's looking at adaptation in a way of divine engineering with continuous environmental tracking, or whether you're walking past the the Ariops megacephalus, right, and this massive salamander-like creature from the Permian in Texas, where mummified skeletons of these remains have been found, complete with Dr. Brian Thomas even since images in for for that particular display with collagen, (laughs) with biomaterials, organic biomaterials. We're finding soft tissue and blood vessels and osteocytes and proteins and collagens and everything you can think of. And some of these creatures are supposed to be in these Permian layers up to 300 million years old, yet with still organic biomaterial inside of them. What are the chances of that taking place? So by looking at this modern cutting edge research where we're finding the soft tissue, where we're looking at the newest engineering principles. We're trying to capture an audience that is not just someone who goes to church every week, but an audience who wants to be inspired by science. And when they're visiting the Science Museum, they're going to learn the truth of God's creation. I'm impressed by the room on literature because you have a trail of what's happened to the biblical documents from as far back as we can really trace. And you've even got some real artifacts back there. Yeah. Most of the artifacts. Now, this is something where we differ. You know, the Green family, they're friends of ours. The, I know many Bible historians, the Museum of the Bible, many others, and they're all dear friends. They will take collections traveling. They have collections that are displayed in their museums. But we have the majority of our artifacts of our manuscripts are legitimate, are the actual pieces, including a 1,000-year-old Torah scroll that was tucked away in a secret chamber in a synagogue in Cairo, Egypt for, I don't know, 800 years or so before a scholar in Cambridge University traveled down to Egypt, started searching through this synagogue, and he finds a secret room where all of these scrolls were were saved. And then we had a Bible historian now passed away, a great friend. I was out in Dallas filming for TBN for my television program on TBN one day. He showed up, sat down on the couch, had a little cardboard roll in his hand, right? And he's tapping this cardboard roll and he said, David, the Israeli antiquities have been trying to purchase something from me for unspeakable, untold amounts of money for years. And I, I keep telling him no, because I don't want it to go in a basement. You know, it'd probably get studied, but I just don't want it to go in a, in a basement. And he proceeds to pull this scroll out of this little cardboard tube that he's been tapping in his hand. And we're sitting there on the couch, and he puts it in my hand, and he's like, David, I just want you to have this. It's like, I think it'll reach more people if you have this. I'm in awe because it's a passage from the book of Exodus that has the account 
of the Song of Moses, where they're rejoicing after they cross the Red Sea. Written, of course, from right to left, you've got the crossing of the Red Sea on that rightmost column, and then where the Lord provides manna in the wilderness on the leftmost column. And I'm sitting there staring at it. I'm just in awe, because not only is this the Word of God, which we have, most of us have multiple copies, right? But we're talking about something that was written a thousand years ago in Hebrew, and you can compare it to the Hebrew scrolls that we have today, and they're identical. This is handwritten, and yet thousands of years of handwriting have not corrupted the manuscripts, have not corrupted the text. What are the chances of this unless the Bible really is the inspired Word of God preserved? We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com, that is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.